0: Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. Always love having on the program Barbara Comstock, long-time regular on the program, former member of Congress, former member of the Virginia legislature, uh, former Justice Department official, and one of the most well-versed people I know when it comes to technology and the law. I won't ask you to build uh, a website for me, Barbara but uh, I will ask you to uh, help us navigate the insanity when it comes to regulation and law around technology and literally a war that you and I have been talking about for quite some time on the goose that lays the golden egg, as you have said and said so well. Welcome, as always, to the program. Um, Boy, there's a lot of this front this week, isn't there?
1: yeah and uh great to be with you and of course one of the people who's always going after sort of all of our uh technology uh, companies that are really you know driving the economy certainly as we're you know watching the market that's really been taking off and doing well and you know should be giving bragging rights to this administration you have senator elizabeth warren highlighted in the wall street journal i think it went up online last night i think it's in there in the paper today on you know how she prodded the FTC to block the Amazon acquisition of the of Roomba, your know, iRobot. Um and on Monday the companies called off the deal. And what happened here is instead of it being you know the FTC killing it here, something that the FTC has been doing with a lot of our tech companies is they go over to Europe into the EU and they try and they tell them, hey, you go after our companies over there, which is just such an outrageous thing to think that our government is going over to the EU and helping them go after our very own companies. But that's what happened here. And uh, so, using, yeah. Using
0: taxpayers' doll- dollars, using consumers of those products and services dollars. I mean, that's yeah, insane. And they,
1: yeah, and so what happened actually then, you know, the winners in this case are. The Chinese, which wanted to dominate the robotics, and the losers were the workers at iRobot, who had a, they immediately you know, caught a 31% cut in their workforce, which actually happens to be in Massachusetts, so 350 people lost their jobs. So, and this is basically, you know, Elizabeth Warren doesn't want Amazon to get bigger, you know, and the FTC, you know, goes after, uh, you know, these, all of these companies. And as the Amazon General Council pointed out, you know, uh, mergers and acquisitions like this help companies like iRobot, you know, better compete in the global marketplace. And particularly against companies and from companies that aren't, you know, subject to the same uh, regulatory requirements, uh, you know, in the fast-moving technology segments like robotics. So, yes, regulatory opposition Um, you know, really could chill U.S. investment and innovation um, by, you know, more broadly, you know, as the Wall Street Journal pointed out today, by sending a signal to venture capital investors and to bigger companies, you know, to bigger companies that won't be allowed to acquire startups by this FTC and by, you know, the Justice Department, which is also, you know, trying to hurt this effort. And then uh, the other thing that Lena Khan recently, you know, uh, announced, was uh that um oh and i should point out because i thought it was fairly clever in the wall street journal editorial they called it you know instead of you know generative AR a- ai they said you can call this degenerative artificial government intelligence <laughs> <laughs> kind of clever a thing to call it uh, and exactly on point so give uh the wall street journal uh kudos on exactly uh what was going on there But in this bigger AI picture, uh, Lena Kahn announced that she is going to scrutinize um, Amazon, Google, uh, Microsoft, OpenAI, and look at, you know, uh, she said she's going to look under the hood and see what's going on. Well, what's going on is a lot of innovation. And what she doesn't like is any of these companies, you know, being involved. And, of course, um, you know, as the Wall Street Journal points out, you know, particularly in the AI area, you need, in what, what is regularly pointed out in the whole industry, you need big scale to compete, particularly with China. You need a lot of data. So, but these companies, this is, you know, these are this is a very competitive industry. There is already an incredible amount of diversity of AI business models, you know, intense competition among, you know, major different players. And it's already, you know, uh, really, you know a, a fast moving market, which is why you know you see um, you know AI driving our economy, certainly driving the market. and you know why would we want to throw a wet blanket on that, particularly um, you know when this is you know helping our economy, it's getting investors you know uh, back in the market. and you know, but Lena Khan once again. Uh, you know, she wants to bring in all the regulators yep, yep. and put, a, you know, a, a wet blanket on this. And, uh, you know, it also highlight. you know, Google said, yeah, you know, you, you shine a light on this, you know, you, you'll see the openness of the Google Cloud and all the great things that they've been doing. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, unfortunately, uh, this is, yeah, you know, once again, uh, people aren't looking at the good things that are being done with AI. I mean, I love the things that they do with healthcare, you know, being able to, you know, I always have to have, you know, three cancerous things, you know, taken off every year from uh, sun exposure, you know, it's highly good, but uh, those are great developments. But just little things like with Amazon, um, you know, you can see every day, you know, the Alexa experience improves, you know, all your packages, Amazon ads allow, you know, small businesses to, you know, go on and select their product and click, you know, generate for an ad. So it gives you a series of sort of brand-themed images. So, you know, if you're selling a toaster, instead of just a white background, now you can have a kitchen counter and, you know, food and things that make it look more appealing. Um, but it also yeah. does things that are really nice like, um you know, it makes prescriptions easier for pharmacists. You know, and you may not know that's you know this is AI, but now pharmacists are able to scale their operations and fill prescriptions more quickly and efficiently, and reduce the human error that's often there because of generative AI. So yes. these are great things that have been. Di- and then um, I loved another example: the Library of Congress and Smithsonian is using AI. To, and this was actually pointed out in a recent hearing uh, in Congress, to discover and correct work that was actually done by women but mistakenly attributed to, my, to men in Smithsonian collections. So oh. uh, isn't that a great thing for AI to do?
0: <laughs> so, you know, people,
1: you know, are so, you have this chicken little, you know, you hear all these bad things about AI, but people just aren't, learning about the kind of things that can be done with it, and, you know, we need to have, you know, some discussions about a lot of the, you know, the good things and, you know, allow for this innovation. Certainly we want to have the discussions about the concerns for it and what are, you know, if there's, you know, need for regulation, but we know the bad actors are going to be out there. We know China oh. is going to try and dominate this as a bad state actor, and we know we need to have the better products so we can compete with them, and for any bad actors out there, that we're out there first, and we're countering whatever they might do.
0: So there's a lot there. I'm going to jump in with that little apology (laughs) game. Yeah, it's an extremely interesting uh, situation, very challenging uh, when you look at what government's role has become uh, not appropriately, certainly not legislatively, and not even du- judicially. Right? A lot of the things we're we're seeing happening now were settled back in the 1970s, really championed by the work of uh, the late uh, uh, Judge Robert Bork. Robert Bork really helped develop and created a paradigm shift in the way we look at monopolies. And the, my primary reason for uh, going after a monopoly was not the primary, really the exclusive reason, is, was is it anti-consumer? And we kind of settled that, and both sides generally agreed that with that. There's always extremists, but that whole logic has been largely abandoned by these people on both the left and right who are championing, championing anti-monopoly uh, policies. Uh, thank God for different reasons, because if they got on the same page, we'd all be in big trouble.
1: Yeah, and, and that is one of the most maddening things when you hear Lena Kahn talking about and you know, calling these companies monopoly at the same time she's naming off numerous companies. You know, it's like, okay, think about this. You're talking about this very competitive environment where there are all kinds of companies and you're calling multiple companies monopolies. You know, I don't think you know what monopoly means. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, here, you know, we know this, it, it's, such a rapidly changing environment where there's already this diversity and you want to have um, you know this you know so many actors getting involved and, and they and they are uh, so you know it's it, it's really uh, you know the, the kind of discussion that that's needed um, isn't going to be had if you have you know Lena Khan once again coming in and then the worst thing. And I think this is where Congress really is understanding this. Lena Kahn and the FTC going over to Europe and using their non-consumer model to kill and go after American companies. I mean, to to American, you know, any kind of acquisitions and things like that, but to use their backwards 70s policies to go after our companies. That has gotten, you know, much more attention now um, from people, even... Skeptics here who might not, you know, like various companies for whatever reasons. When they see, you know, government actors in the United States using the EU and sort of socialist actors over there taking action against our companies, that's started to wake up people. And you've seen letters, uh, go, go out to say, whoa, okay, that's, that's a bridge way too far. Let's bring it back on our shore and have the discussions here.
0: Yes, absolutely, and I, I think we're way past two. Um, what do you? I, I'm hearing the number of people who are mega rich, you know, and I'm, I guess what I'm trying to say: the amount of rich we're talking about, you know, I'm talking about uh, uh, 100, 100 billion plus. <laughs> That's even hard for me to pronounce, you know. It is different, and, and I guess shocking, and maybe even terrifying to some. Uh, these days, and and so much of this is attributed to uh, the technology areas that you and I are talking about. Uh, The the richest people from technology who are also the richest people, um, some of them are going to be worth a trillion dollars plus in the next 10 years based on projections. How much of this is this driven by envy, not because of the fact that it is a harmful monopoly to consumers?
1: Well, you know, and it's not necessarily them either, because it's that they're going to be out looking for where you know who are so that that's why I thought the point in today's Wall Street Journal article was so important about the whole venture capital investors who are looking to um invest in these small startups which often are acquired by the bigger companies, but that's where you often see some of the innovation that yes, it might be acquired by the bigger companies, but it's that whole ecosystem that you want to have thriving. And that's where if you don't allow these acquisitions, if you don't, you know, if you, you know and when these venture capital inv- companies, you know, they, they invest and then these companies are acquired by some of the bigger guys. And then when the venture capital guys get their money back, they go and invest in the next you know, uh, person down the road because it's those smaller companies that are often the ones that bring some of the most innovation. Oh, absolutely. So the bigger companies can maybe bring it to scale and 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 you know, uh, you know, have have a bigger impact. But sometimes you see the bigger innovation with some of the smaller guys. So it's the ecosystem that the FTC is really threatening to that innovation that the United States uniquely has that. Is able to beat out China, that is certainly able to beat out the EU, and the EU has never understood our, you know, consumer welfare, competitive market-based ecosystem that very much depends on that venture capital, you know, market-driven, you know, the innovation where you know if you can build the better mousetrap, and so that really is dependent on those having, you know, people at every level, you know, the the mid-sized company that you know, starts out, maybe they they want to keep there. They don't want to merge with somebody else. They want to be the next big guy, too. Right. And maybe somebody doesn't buy them, and, you know, they become the next Google and the next Amazon. So, so
0: it's, I want to be clear. I, 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 I kind of gather that you think I was talking about the envy of businesses. I'm actually talking about the envy of, of people like Elizabeth Warren, or oh, who sure. is championing those who are poor uh, and not getting uh, you know, it's unfair or not right for uh, these corporations the owners to be worth billions, let alone a trillion. In other words, her envy or her oh, uh, sure. representing yeah. a philosophy yeah. of envy well, rather than rather, anything you know, to do with protecting the consumer.
1: No, or protecting her own workers who lost 350 yeah. jobs in her own state. So, you know, so she goes to the extreme of, you know, having people lose their jobs, having people lose their income, having those people, you know, I don't know if those, you know, people might have had stock options or something, or or if they would have benefited from the company uh, merging or things like that. But um, sure, you know, that is the kind of thing where, uh, because they are so worried about somebody else might, um, you know, make some money, they, they kill these, the opportunities for their very own constituents and 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 people who have these jobs because that's that's where the next job is going to come and that's that's what our united states market based innovation based system has has worked so well and 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 this is just and what elizabeth warren misses is this is a system that was supported by bill clinton by barack obama by george but first, George H.W. Bush, by Ronald Reagan, by George W. Bush. So this has always been a bipartisan position that has only uniquely gotten off track um, with this FTC prodded by people like Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren. Unfortunately, some Republicans who often prod it. But I think now that you know, that Lena Khan going over to the EU, that's kind of waking up. Some of our people, I mean, we've actually had some people like Josh Hawley who also kind of say, hey, I like what the EU's doing. And it's like, wow that's not something I thought I'd hear from a Republican from Missouri ever. Um, yeah, that's, that's yeah not,
0: and look what they're doing at your expense, <laughs> your constituents' expense, your businesses' expense. It is yeah. it is very bizarre. These these progressives these days, they're not progressives in the original sense of the word. It, it's interesting back until, well, well, back in the 1980s, you hear interviews <laughs> with prominent liberal Democrats uh, talk about, for example, immigration. And I'm not going to go down this road for, for long, other than to make a point uh, they, these these people had no problem articulating the fact that they were concerned about illegal immigration stealing jobs from average workers that they represent that was uh, kind of the mainstream liberal thinking for for decades and then now all of a sudden they've moved to doormat america and let's create opportunities for people who only steal opportunities from the people that got them elected it's bizarre so it's it's not even liberal or progressive a lot of this what you're describing of elizabeth warren is a form of elitism and uh, it doesn't really help the people that get them elected long term wise i don't even see how they stay a relevant party of course i wondered that about the republicans as well with the current leadership
1: well and i i think it's something that i don't think it serves the biden administration well and i certainly hope uh you know it's this FTC actually the SEC is also another area that they do the same thing um and, and policies that I think miss serve this administration when you see the market doing so well unfortunately I mean, a lot of their actions here have failed and they I mean that's why she went to Europe to you know you kill these deals they go to Europe to try and kill them oftentimes I mean we've been fortunate that a lot of their actions here a lot of the legislative actions that Elizabeth Warren and others have tried have also failed. So that has kept our companies thriving and competitive. And when you look at the top 20 companies in the world, tech companies, uh, half of them are ours, half of them are China's. None of them are EU's. So why on earth yeah. would we ever want to model EU or go and collaborate with the EU who has a failing tech model that we should never want to replicate?
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it seems to me you would be the place tech companies would go to die. (laughs) But anyway, (laughs) uh, it's very strange. Final thoughts as we wrap it up and also uh, suggestions to the listener to keep up with some of this stuff. You mentioned the Wall Street Journal article. Uh, I know a lot of them are interested in what you're up to. How do
1: people keep up with uh,
0: Barbara Comstock?
1: Yes, well, and also, as always, I I know – on NetChoice netchoice.org um, and, you know, at, at, on, online and uh, on, on Twitter. They are following the AI debate uh, very well, and, you know, they are market-based, you know, free market, free uh, expression, and very much on the uh, supporting our innovators. So I encourage you to, to watch, uh, keep track of them, because they are on the cutting edge, not just on the federal level and the international level, but also on the state level on these issues.
0: Yeah, very good stuff. Always love having you on, and uh, always look forward to our next com- conversation, former Congresswoman Barbara Comstock. Again, we're the best-versed people on technology in the law, which is why we keep, uh, among the reasons why we keep asking her back. She she speaks authoritatively on a lot of different issues, so we love having you on. Thanks so much. Thank you. I am Kevin Price. This is the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. Stay tuned for more after this.